Hello, Commander, and welcome to the Radio Sidewinder Talk Show. I'm Commander Felix Jefferson, and as usual, I am joined by... I'm Commander Steven Atronach, and today we have a special guest with us. Commander Arbitration. Welcome to the show. Yeah, great to be here, guys. So you have been with Radio Sidewinder for a long time, like one of the earliest members out there. Can you tell us how you got involved with Radio Sidewinder? Uh, yeah, it was back in maybe January or February 3301. I was a new commander in the galaxy, and I was just getting on my feet, getting out of my Sidewinder, and I saw an ad by one Mr. Blackbart, who's the CEO of the station, and he was looking for reporters. And he had just started up the station. Um, it was him and Maris was doing the news, uh, Gallant News Reports. Uh, they wanted a roving reporter to go out and talk to people and go to events and see what people were saying. And it really kind of intrigued me because it was a unique role, you know, because there are um, there's so many roles to play. Uh, you could be a miner, you could be an explorer, you could be a trader, um, bounty hunter, any combination of those things, pirate. And those roles are kind of, you know, very traditional and um, kind of well-defined, but being a reporter is something that's a little more unique. And so it kind of appealed to me. And I answered his ad. My first report was the was the big Lou War, if you remember back in 3301. Oh, wow. And yeah. um, it was really exciting. You know, we got to get in the middle of these battle zones in my Sidewinder, unarmed, <laughs> talking to people. Sometimes that didn't end so well for the Sidewinder. <laughs> That's um, what insurance is for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fortunately, Sidewinder, you know, the uh, our company cars are pretty cheap, so they're not yeah. <laughs> they're not too expensive, uh, but the first reports were were pretty bad, you know, the uh, we were still getting used to it, but you know, Cold Glider came along really soon after that and helped us clean up our audio act, and we've been going ever since. So, uh, what was the general situation as a, as like other venues of entertainment then? Like, was Lave around? Was uh, Scars you know, I don't know. Scorch. Yeah, yeah. All all of those other ones, or was Radio Sidewinder kind of on their own back then? No, I think um, Radio Sidewinder is kind of the pirate signal. We started off actually black. Uh, you know, Black Bart. Uh, started off as a member of the code and uh, Radio Sidewinder started as their pirate radio oh. because uh, Lave Radio had already been well established. They've been around for a long, long time. Well before Pilots Federation licenses were being you know, generally issued is only for kind of very select group of commanders. So they've been around for a long time. Yeah, but there weren't so many other stations. Uh, now there's a, a lot of different media outlets that are going on. But we've been around for a while now, and so we have a nice listener base. It's pretty awesome. And then I think it's it's important, you know, to have many different forms of entertainment out there because it, it, it's hard to just choose one. I mean, I've, I've listened to Radio Lave before, and while I appreciate the work they do, it's not quite, you know, what I'm always down to listen to, but I usually find what I'm looking for in Radio Sidewinder. Maybe I'm a bit biased, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy our programming. Um, so... Aside from your your role as a roving reporter, I mean, your your role has expanded considerably within the organization since you started. Um, how much more do you take care of on a day to day basis? Well, yeah, my role has kind of ex- 
expanded as I've been here longer. Right now, I guess my official title is News Desk Lead. I'm in charge of original reports, going out and talking to people. Um, there's a couple other people that also do uh, reports from time to time. Right now we've got Commander Rysik, Commander Marius that are doing reports and so they'll send the reports into me and then I'll, I'll produce them. Um, I also kind of manage the Galnet desk and we've got uh, several of our staff that work the Galnet desk. We've got Bowerio, Elmseeker, Boy, Mechagen who also makes some songs, Merc who also makes some songs for the station, Milriad, uh, Serfia and Yojimbo-san. They're all kind of take turns doing uh, the bot wrangling. You know, our, our bots, Computer Pete, Robot Rachel, and our oh, new yeah. one, Android Alex out in Colonia. They do great work, but they they kind of need someone to, to keep them in line. So those guys kind of oh, take... AI is not, you know, super fleshed out yet, is it? Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they kind of have a mind of their own still. So, you know, we need somebody to keep them in line. So those guys do a great job of wrangling the bots. Then we put them up on the air. That's in addition to the radio station, I'm also one of the secretaries of systems in the Radio Sidewinder crew, the minor faction. Black Bart is, of course, the head of state, and myself and Cold Glider are the secretaries of system, and we help manage the uh, minor faction and our standing in the galaxy. Cool. Oh, okay, cool. Now, what drove you guys to choose Tago as a starting system? I mean, besides the fact that it sounds like one of my favorite foods. <laughs> yeah, you should come by and get a Tago Taco while you're if you're down there. Oh, I'm, I, I they would are definitely pretty good. will. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. Well, I flew out there just recently, but... <laughs> well, the, um, the Tago system is very well placed, that we felt, in the galaxy. Um, it's kind of right in between the Alliance, the Federation, and the Empire. It's its within striking distance of all of those different powers, but it's not really in any of those powers. You know, we felt it was just kind of a good middle point to operate from. Now, as, as far as major powers go, um, do, you, does, do you have a preference, and, and does that affect how you do your job? Well, as most people might know, um, I am a loyal Federation pilot. Uh, however, uh -huh. Radio Sidewinder. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Ray, although Radio Sidewinder has has people from all different walks of life. Uh, we have Imperials, we have Alliance guys, we have pirates. For, <laughs> so there's everybody from all parts of the galaxy. They all go out and wear different hats, but they all come back to Tago and put their Radio Sidewinder hat on. <laughs> Just leave your work at work. <laughs> right. Ask him maybe more about his uh, involvement in um, the recent Salome event. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a so good you point. were you were out there with him, right, Felix? Yeah, I, I was out there uh, recently for the Salome event, just trying to get some uh, some press for it. But it, it didn't really end up going too well for me. But um, <laughs> how did it go for you, Arv? Well, when we received word that Salome was making her way back into the bubble. You know, it kind of sent everybody into a scramble one side or another. You know, there were people that went out there to try and protect her. Mm -hmm. There were people that went out there to try and kill her. Um, it was a really big mess, to be honest. Uh, there, was, there was there were some groups that were very well organized. There were some groups that were just pulling anybody over that wasn't them and killing them. Um, it was uh, 
if you looked at the galaxy map and you look at you know all the transponders out there you saw just just this big angry green blob following salome through uh, <laughs> space so um you know i tried to do i tried to do my best to get out there but it was so chaotic i never i never saw yeah. her in local space i never you know i was kind of seeing one wing of commanders on this side and then another wing of commanders on this side but never really seeing them meet each other so you know i was just out there in my um i was just out there in my reporting sidewinder the rsv cronkite it's unarmed <laughs> so that people know that i'm i'm just there to report and uh you know i got some interesting perspectives but uh unfortunately i was not able to see any of the action at least firsthand of course we all saw the videos go out on the galnets but um unfortunately i wasn't able to see anything mm. Yeah, it was quite right. a quite a mess. Well, we'll be right back, Commander. We have to take a quick break for some commercials, but after that, we will continue the show. La viande brandy, ezuseku caviar, Iranian pearl whiskey, names that bear evocation of luxury and prestige. But for me, true prestige can only be found in Kamitra cigars. Handrolled from a selection of the best leaves and ready to smoke out of the box. Specially treated to allow safe smoking even in the cockpit without overloading your life support module. Kamitra cigars. The best way to end your days. This hour of Radio Sidewinder is sponsored by Void Extract Coffee. We harness the power of the vacuum of space to enrich comet water and create a beverage noted for its unparalleled potency and flavor. Available in dark, medium, and light roast and brand new Void Extract Iced Coffee. It's the cold quaff with a kick. That's Void Extract Coffee. Welcome back to the Radio Sidewinder Talk Show. All right, so recently there's been a bit of uh, federal and imperial conflict out in the Maya system. It seems like the Maya system, just every time it seems to finally fall out of the news, it feels like it has to get its way back in somehow. Um, <laughs> they're just mainly, what are they building? They're building extra stations out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like they're, they're, it's part of this whole war that's been going on for a couple I don't know, months right now. It's been a little bit. Seems yeah. like it's been going on forever now, but I mean, yeah, the Federation's trying to cover up all the barnacles and have greater influence out in the Pleiades yes, and make sure that they hide it. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to offend our, uh, our other host here. I, I don't think that's necessarily right but you know, I will say that in this particular case, I think the Federation went about it. A better way you know they they needed supplies delivered the empire needed supplies delivered the federation had a nice size station uh, a few systems closer than maya to bring all their points to and the empire is like uh we're just gonna have an outpost somewhere way out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in maya and you, you, even if you bring us several hundred tons we're just not gonna have room for it so just make sure that you bring a small ship and get way out there it just made it so much harder you know i think to do i think they could have been a bit more efficient with their placement yeah i mean but that that also could be just due to the fact of the 
distance between the Federation space and the Imperial space. I mean, and the Federation already has such a strong foothold there, so I guess I could see why it would be harder for, you know, the Empire to actually set up a base that's equal to the Federation's, you know, presence. Yeah, last time I went to Maya was with you, and uh, SDC was out there in force, and we were kind of like, is it really worth it uh, right now to go all the way out there and do something we don't really want to do and then get shot at by random <laughs> dog crew members? It's like, nah. Uh, that was no random dog crew members. That was Commander Rinsler we, f- we flew into. Oh, seven, I'll remind oh, seven, you. Oh, seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you were, uh, you were trying to interdict them. Or you well, were, you I was were, only trying. You were trying to interdict <laughs> random traitors. You were going to pull them out of Super Cruise just to tell them about how awesome Radio Sidewinder is, and then lo and behold, uh, SDC starts interdicting you, <laughs> and you just actually, actually, they didn't even start interdicting me. They just got me over comms, and they started saying increasingly worrying things that made me jump out of the system. So, I mean, I was just going to tell them how great Radio Sidewinder is, which, I mean, they obviously already know if they're aware of, you know, the best radio station, but... (laughs) I mean, Radio Sidewinder is pretty fantastic. I I think they are... um, I I do know that they are fans of the station. However, if you're flying around... um, that doesn't mean anything. So, <laughs> yeah, this is smiling dog crew we're talking about, not yeah, just they, um, run-of-the-mill pirates. They definitely <laughs> like testing people's ejection pods. So, yeah, um, you know, they'll just do it for fun. So, you know, it's it's they, it's no big deal to them. It is they they know. Oh, you got an ejection pod? Okay. I have a, a theory. They're actually um, on some back channels employed by the Pilots Federation insurance companies. Um, you know, because mm, they need really? to get. <laughs> you mm. get some money from all that money. <laughs> Tinfoil hat theory. I mean, for every uh, every you know Corvette that goes down, they just they just pull another one out. What is your insurance payment, if you, if you don't mind, Felix? <laughs> Mine right now, I think, is fourteen million credits ish. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I were to say hire some people to kill Felix over and over again, and I got a fourteen million credits every time I think that would be worth it you know just give them half go for right there. yeah well that's nothing we can prove unfortunately and until then we can still hold them off but I believe you actually had um, one of our friends who just got out of Pilots Federation Commander Elmer with you on your ship right oh yeah yeah he recently just uh, graduated he's currently he's still in the sidewinder right we he didn't... is but he is um, considerably richer thanks to yeah. our efforts um, yeah, you know, I think I think it's good that we can help them out. Um, this new Hollow Me uh, technology that's been implemented makes it a lot easier. He doesn't have to risk his ship, but at the same time, you know, I don't know if he'll find it as rewarding when he gets into his, you know, his Viper or his Python. Eventually, I mean, I don't know. He's just busy smashing my fighters into asteroids. Until then, <laughs> well, they're pretty yeah. cheap, right? I mean, they are pretty cheap. But I mean, you get uh, you're you're in you're in someone else's big ship. You have fun with their fighters, and then well, you get millions of credits over time. I mean, it does. He does get a considerable amount less. You know, it's not like I'm paying him mm-hmm. the same amount that I'm paying out to myself. But you know, at the same time, I mean, when I when I first got out of Pilots Federation, I had to I had to work for my uh, my first Eagle, and then eventually a Viper. And you know, I was just so excited 
I was like, wow, this is such a big ship. And now I don't, I don't really think that, but you know, I do remember the journey getting <laughs> to where I am today. Yeah. It makes me sound very old, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember the grind from Sidewinder to Cobra. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a lot of illegal palladium that was being run through. So <laughs> for me, yeah, I it's used a little to... easier these days. I mean, it makes me sound like I'm 150. It's definitely a little easier for people to get a foothold in the galaxy. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I was going to say what I'm wondering though is do you think that even though yes they can be piloting fighters just because they have the money to buy the ships do you think they're going to be able to actually fly them and maintain them and like actually own a big ship because if they're only used to flying fighters and maybe they're sidewinder and then they hop into like an anaconda those are like two completely different ships so Oh, yeah. I remember the uh, first time I got into an anaconda. It wasn't even my anaconda. I was uh, visiting one of my friends at his port, and he said, go ahead, take it out for a spin. There's a, a res site right over there. You know, fire some shots off. I brought that thing back into the station with like 30% haul, and he's like, what happened? Like, I've never flown anything <laughs> this big before. <laughs> now, you know, I can whip them in and out of asteroid, pull some pretty fast maneuvers. I mean, especially for Anaconda, we all know those aren't fast or quick, but you know, I've, I've got my handle on it, but it, you know, it does take some practice. I wonder how it's going to affect pilots going straight from a sidewinder into like a bigger ship rather than a medium sized ship. But oh, really, you know, the, um, the factor of you've been a hologram so long that you don't care about whether or not the ship you're on dies. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. there's a lot of people that forget that they're, really there i think and then end up actually losing their ship and possibly you know hurting or killing themselves oh yeah absolutely i mean it's 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 one thing to be in a ship and run it into an asteroid and have it explode and go ha 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 and then wait for another fighter to be put into the fighter bay but i don't think uh i don't think they're gonna be so careless home yeah i don't i don't think there's gonna be (laughs) they're gonna be so careless once they start paying out those larger insurance premiums again that ties around i'm telling you sdc is gonna have a field day with these newer (laughs) newer pilots well i mean i don't know if you've you've heard it recently there was i I don't think it was sdc but there were some people that were uh some pirates that were just hanging around acellus primus and just Mm -hmm. killing people in sidewinders Actually, there's been quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of people around Acellus Primus, um, which we all know the Pilots Federation ground trainees come out of. You know, they, they that's where they give them their their SRVs and stuff like that. And and some people choose not to go that route. They they want to stick mostly to space travel. And then you know the Pilots Federation will set them up in LHS three four four seven. But we got a lot of pirates hanging around those areas recently, just trying yeah. to freak out sidewinders and. And these new pilots. So maybe, maybe in a way, this is also a good way for them to kind of escape that initial terror of just being worried about like, oh, you're just trying to get started being destroyed. You know, this way they have a way to build up some and they can go and, and grab that bigger ship, maybe protect themselves a bit better, get yeah, some combat remember, experience while they're at it. You know, I remember I lost several Sidewinders in the beginning in Aerovate and LHS because there's just murder hobos hanging out in Vipers waiting for you to bring your little Sidewinder through. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is very scary being a new commander. Is you're you're thrown out there with you know everything. So you know in a way, it may be a little bit more protective. But there's definitely a lot of experience that you miss out on, and it makes you a better pilot going through it. I will say, uh, yeah. it definitely makes me feel good though showing off. But you know, Elmer <laughs> got into the game, and then he was like, oh. he was in his sidewinder, and he parked 
on the surface of Acellus, and I'm like, hey, you know, we'll meet up, and then maybe you can get in my ship. We'll go, we'll go fly around, get you some money, or get you something to get started. And I, I just positioned myself. So he was sitting there, and as I went waiting for me, I positioned myself. So that as I went over him, just this massive shadow just went over his ship. And that that's it's a fun moment to see how some of these young or new pilots, you know, they look at it and they realize I can be in that one day. And that, you know, that makes them really get more invested, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also it's, goal. of course, the benefit to us is we get more eyes on our ships and more hands on our ship to, mm-hmm. you know, manage our systems and uh, defend us. Oh, yeah. He knew, and all to, that, so. he knew how to make my uh, distributor far more efficient than it was before. He was helping manage that power level. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen my shields hold up quite as long while firing as many weapons before you know it seems to be pretty helpful in the long run for us as well as he said he'd cover part of the insurance payment if i went down now he didn't have to but you know yeah it's nice to know but still it's nice yeah right especially when you're fronting a 14 or upwards of like 20 million insurance claim costs so well i think that is um about all the time we have today for radio sidewinder yeah but be sure to check out our crew which is based in tago and has spread i believe to many systems like what was that newest one, one that we just got our it was our newest one is hr 5706 so wow okay. yeah and so i mean we seem to be growing pretty rapidly but still more commanders would be better but like steve commander steven said that's all we have time for thank you commander arbitration for joining us this week absolutely it's a pleasure be sure to listen to the ne- next week's episode of the radio sidewinder talk show all right this is commander steven atronach signing off arbitration signing off and i'm commander felix jefferson signing off fly safe commander Sorry, 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 sorry.